Welcome back to Legendary, guys. I am so excited about this podcast Oh, you're today. coming in hot today. Yeah, I'm hot. You can't stop it. And uh, we've got a special guest uh, that many of you know the name of. Oh, yeah. Johnny Lawrence, the champion of Cobra Kai. That's right. If you haven't watched Karate Kid, get in there and watch it because Johnny Lawrence is on the podcast today. He is. He is on the podcast. I'm so excited by that. Listen, um, you kind of said my name a little bit weird there, I feel like. You added a well, little I've extra always, inflection. I remember the day I met you, and I felt like, man, this dude pronounces his name weird because you showed me your last name and you said uh -huh, Low yeah. Rance, which I guess phonetically it is spelled that way. Right. So for the English teachers out there looking at his name, yes, Low Rance. Yeah. But let's be honest, everybody would rather say Lawrence or Lawrence. Yeah. In some cases, I would say I would rather say that. Uh, because it would be easier and it would just make everybody's pronunciation of my name uh, correct. No, I've I've lived through a lifetime of people destroying my last name. I remember uh, when we used to travel on the road and evangelize, we went to one church with a, a pastor that I still know and they still support, they support our ministry. And, uh, but back then I was a teenager and, and he, even though as much as he knew us, he always destroyed our name. <laughs> Every time he introduced us and announced us, and uh, instead of low ranch, it was low ranch. Um, and, and, and my dad was Johnny, and I was Lil Johnny. That's that's, that's so awesome. Lil Johnny Low Ranch. <laughs> if you're listening, Pastor Mark, I just want to say uh, that- We um, love you. We love you, and I appreciate the support, but that's not how you say my name. Uh, no, I'm I'm so excited to to you know it's been a long time coming to have my dad on the podcast. My dad brings yeah. so many years of ministry experience to the conversation, and there's not a situation that I'm going through or that I'm going to go through that he hasn't walked through himself. That's and, awesome, uh, and I I so appreciate that about him that he always seems to uh, have some wisdom to offer for yep. any situation that I'm going through. Yep. And uh, he's been a long time uh, mentor for me and one of my just best friends in the world comes in uh, with just such a, a tremendous amount of experience in planting churches, pastoring churches, evangelizing yep. ministries. So he hasn't yep. done world missions, but he's been a U.S. missionary. That's kind of the way we grew up and awesome uh, songwriter and musician. And he has just poured so much into my life and, and I respect him so much. I feel like this was a, a no-brainer as far as getting him into into the conversation. And so, absolutely, seriously, guys, this this podcast, there's some absolute foundational stuff that will help you where you are today. Uh, so, yeah. listen up. Uh, ask the Holy Spirit before you listen. We don't normally say this, but ask the Holy Spirit before you listen to this podcast, just to open your ears. Yeah, um, I'm believing for great things. Absolutely, Sam Paris. Oh, thank you so much for. Is that not how you? I thought, no, 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 no. Go ahead. No, yeah. it's all right. You know, I understand your confusion there. It's just the spelling. The spelling. It just kind of informs me of how it should be said. I thought it was. I thought it was Paris. Oh. Um. So, uh, Sam, it's so good to to see you. And um, thank you, guys. Welcome back to to Legendary and uh, enjoy this episode of the podcast with my dad, Johnny Lowrance. <laughs> Lowrance. Johnny Low Ranch. <laughs> Cobra Kai.
So that's the most we've gone out to eat in months. We've probably only been out two other times since this whole thing began. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But they did lift the mask mandate in Murfreesboro today. So. Oh, that's good. Really? We're still wearing them. I didn't know. I didn't know it was a mandate. It was. So, but at, uh, at, at church, you guys have not been wearing masks. We wear them when in our coming in and our going out, just like in Deuteronomy 28. Okay. But, <laughs> but I don't remember, singing, I don't remember that verse or that part of the I, verse. I thought it was something like that mask going in, going, uh, so anyway, maybe I misunderstood, but, uh, <laughs> but then of course, while we're in service, no, we don't, but we kind of said isolated for people, but we still had people come up to us and get close on a hug. I love it. Actually, there's been a few times where people have been like opposite ends of the spectrum. One is like, you know, still deathly afraid of the whole situation. And then you've got people that are like, my faith is incredible. I'm going to just refuse to acknowledge the situation and pretend that everything is great. And, uh, and that I, we don't have to live with it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and then here, here in Vanuatu, we're actually COVID free. And so it's, it's, it's a very different perspective because we see mm. the rest of the world and the way that they're interacting. And there's this apprehension, like when it does come or if it does come. And then there's this, this also this, this tension as we watch the world to a certain degree, falling to its knees financially in certain areas because this is a very small nation, you know, mm-hmm. and they're dependent upon number one tourism, but I, the second biggest source of revenue in this country is aid. And when other major economies are suffering, aid's not coming. Mm. Uh, wow. And so, so yeah, it's it's a it's a very interesting perspective uh from here. Yes. That a country that doesn't even have any episodes of it is still suffering from the results. Oh. Uh, Big, oh, big wow. time. Yeah. Wow. Big time. You know, recently we've gotten, we've been getting emails from our regional director and we've kind of opened the topic of talking about sort of uh, personal health, mental health, emotional health. Um, these are, these are some of the things that we deal with on the field as we go through culture shock. And as we, um, you know, we just live in, in difficult situations. Some of us like Sam live in physically difficult situations. And then some of us live in um, emotionally difficult places, you know, just hard places to, to live as a, as a foreigner, as an, an outsider. And, um, and just the stress of, of ministry and, and, uh, that isolation, uh, factor that plays into things. Um, it, it has a lot of bearing on, on us as missionaries. And, and so it's a really good conversation to have. And this was actually timed perfectly because this is something that, I had been talking about with both of you guys. I've I talked uh, with with Sam about uh, things that you know I felt like I was dealing with over the the past couple months, and then and then Dad, you and I had a conversation revolving around this, and you said some really impactful things. I think I think to me, and and some things that really uh, helped me understand some things about myself, and so I thought it was a perfect time to sort of bring you into the conversation here with legendary um, because I, I think you have such wisdom to offer, especially in this area. This is something um, when we talk about anxiety related to, you know, the demands that are on us in our ministry, in our life, 
and the factor of stress. We've talked a lot about that on the podcast. How has been your relationship over the many years of ministry with these things? How, how have they been an anchor around your neck or just or how they affected you throughout the years? I think that we all uh, understand that whether in the ministry or not in the ministry, the world we live in is going to put us in, in times of stress, times of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so, but there, there is, uh, I think to each calling, each purpose that each person has, whether it be in ministry or you may be called to be in business, maybe called to uh, be a, a doctor, you may be called to be a teacher, no matter what, you're going to meet difficulties and challenges that always challenge you in your level of abilities. Mm. And anytime that our, our level of abilities is challenged by something that we perceive as greater than our abilities, mm. then when we have that meeting us, then it creates a, a sense of weakness mm. because Anytime there's a sense of something greater than we are, we have an awareness of weakness. Mm. We have an awareness of our abilities do not seem adequate. And what happens is that anxiety then tends to partner with that weakness, Mm. doesn't it? And so, uh, and when anxiety moves in Mm -hmm. as a result of weakness and a perceived inability, Mm. then this uh, actually becomes the devil's playground uh, for us, and it can put us in a static hold position or even a backup uh, Mm. mentality Mm. where we back off. Yeah. Because what we're really saying is that we don't want to fail. Right. Now, anxiety Mm -hmm. can have, have, actually, there can be some good to anxiety and I'll name you a couple of things. Yes, please tell us because I <laughs> sometimes I struggle to find the the good in anxiety. <laughs> I mostly lately I mostly just feel the bad. Um, so how do how do we flip? <laughs> that's true, and that's the truth because it can make you feel bad. It can make your day uh, hard uh, and. So forth. But well, what you're saying in what you're saying in relationship, if I could just say what you're saying in relationship sure. to the weakness is, um, a, as you were saying that, I'm thinking, you know, may, maybe some some guys feel like that they go through seasons of those feelings of of that kind of like anxiety and meeting, uh, mm-hmm. you know, translating to a felt weakness, and uh, per, you know, in this this sort of great challenge before them. I almost feel like that that never ends. It doesn't it doesn't almost feel seasonal for me, especially if I think you're you, you have great aspirations and you see like uh you know if you really if you really feel like, you know, you're you're doing ministry and you feel like that God is calling you to great things and you have this great vision for the future. I mean, yeah. you yeah. we we haven't fully we don't fully realize that, right, Sam? Right. In the context of missionaries, I mean, we come in 
as totally inadequate from the beginning. We come into a new culture. Mm. We do, we can barely mm-hmm. communicate initially. We don't. We're we're always the elephant in the room, even when we don't want to be. And we're the elephant in the room, not most of the time, especially initially, not because we excelled at something, not because we did something amazing, but be, because quite the opposite, because we didn't know how to respond mm. to a situation, or right. we didn't even know how to use the credit card in the parking mm. meter machine or whatever it is we just didn't know and and I love what your dad said because he said it creates this 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 point where we back off and I think that is a major issue that many missionaries face is is we especially in this first term we don't give ourselves that space to be inadequate and be okay with it and move forward and grow mm. and we just yes. start to back off uh, yes. and I think I think we can get stuck in that. But um, well, exactly. And uh, what anxiety uh, uh, does though is that it shows that we care. Right. It reveals that we care. Mm, that's good. When when you when you worry about something and you're concerned about something that you don't want it to fail or you don't want to fail, mm-hmm. it shows you care. So that's one good thing. It's good for us to know we care. Mm, Some yeah, people, yeah. they don't care at all. They're not worried about anything. They have no anxiety, whatever. I don't know if they care about anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm. the other thing is then that it uh, certainly brings us to our awareness that we need an ability that is beyond our ability. And that's so good. it brings us to our uh, and reveals our need for God. That's and good. so... If it, if it wasn't for uh, uh, experiencing that, then we may not uh, see how much we need God. We may think know we need God, but sometimes it takes a, a, an adversity or a challenge mm. that is greater than us to realize how much we need God. That's good. And, uh, you know, and, and about the backing off, just one remark of that, Came uh, or one thought that came to my mind, Sam, as you were talking about that, was the example of the parable of the talents and how that you know you had the two that were faithful, but you had the one that backed off. Mm. And now, if you remember, each one was given according to their ability. Mm. That that one, even though he was given less, his ability was recognized by the one who gave him the talent. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or he wouldn't have given him anything. He said, according to their ability. So God doesn't give us something to be responsible for that he hasn't given us an ability for. Mm -hmm. But if if anxiety and fear of failure comes into play, Mm -hmm. then the man didn't perceive his own abilities. What he saw was that he may fail. And, And so... Uh, sometimes also that we don't know the one who gave us the assignment to begin with. We don't know his heart. We don't know his uh, yeah <laughs> his understanding. You, you see what I'm saying? We, we, yeah. This is about every almost everything that you're going to do in ministry, whether missionary or pastor, or evangelist or whatever. Uh, ultimately, it should be about n- knowing him even more, that we decrease. This is about a decreasing process so that God can increase. This is not about us increasing, and that's where we make the mistake. We're always yeah. trying to make us better and us stronger, mm-hmm. but John the Baptist got it. No, 
<laughs> this has got to be where I decrease and yeah. he increases. Understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, how do you, you know, and, and dad, you know, in, in that, that thought, I'm, 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 I'm sort of thinking when you're saying that about the juxtaposition of our own ambition versus the calling um, and how that we balance those two things. Um, mm-hmm. And I was talking to someone recently, I think an, another missionary about how we have to be careful that our own ambition doesn't outpace God's calling. Um, mm. And, and in this, in this uh, vein of what you're talking about of recognizing God's heart and recognizing who he is, I think when we, we don't receive like all of the detailed instruction of like, Hey, do this with the talent that you've got, do this with the ability. In other words, go do these five things with it, but instead we're given it and we're saying, do your best and, and, and use your own wisdom and your own giftings to, to handle this. Um, and there's, there's a lot of blank space for us to fill. And, um, and so I, I feel like sometimes that, we fill that space with our own ambition and soon we're chasing after our own stuff and we're not, we're not mm-hmm. really allowing God to, to work through us anymore because we've, our own ambition has sort of outpaced God. Mm-hmm. Well, a- ambition, uh, what, there's a difference between doing our best and being the best. Mm-hmm. And when we get caught up with being the best rather than doing our best, we're always going to come up short because who oh, yeah. really determines the best? Well, I do, but I, yeah, do. well, <laughs> well, in, in that, and vein, you are I the think best. Is, yeah. he, he, he is the best, but let's clarify something. And I, and I gotta say, I'm really excited, Jonathan, that your dad is on this podcast. This is really cool. Yeah. I also am really excited that your dad cleared something up when I visited their church. In mm. fact, I sent you a recording of it. I was standing there taking a selfie with your dad and mom and your dad mm. it was a live pic- it was a live picture so the audio was there and your dad says yeah. I'm with my good son I'm with my good son yeah. and so uh-huh. i just you know yeah. you might you yeah. might you might have yeah. you know i remember the best in the- no listen i remember that picture <laughs> um vividly it's my it's my desktop screensaver i have it just as Do a you reminder have the audio? Do you have um, the audio i listen to that in bed each night before I fall asleep, it's you really uh, you really pulled a Jacob on me. Um, I have to I have to say that um, my dad is as sharp as ever, but I'm I'm fearful that he thought for a second that I was you and there was a Jacob Esau situation. Oh, I, I don't see. I'm not I don't I'm not totally oh. certain whether he realized who he was blessing, if you know what I mean. And um, so I, I take issue with that. It it did throw me a little bit. It, it this did throw this me a actually bit, yes. this actually brings us to the real point of the podcast and why we've got you on here, Dad. If you could just oh. go ahead and choose. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. We and, and really, it's it's a matter it's a matter of I think at this point it's a matter of Jonathan's beard or hair products. Now, I mm. I do want to ask you I do want to ask you a question. I'm sorry because we are. We're in the decrease part of the conversation because we are decreasing, but... It seems like you're increasing, though, right now. (laughs) What I really want to know is why, Sam, why you're in a beard race with me. I feel like like you're in a race with the beard, 
And really, is it? Mm. Do, you, do you think it's a race? I feel like you're trying to outbeard me. If that, if I could oh. say that, and um, you can say that, mm. you can say that. Yeah. Now, I will give you. I the the side of your beard is much more glorious than mine. You've got me beat there. Well, yeah. I, mm. I, I it's looking pretty good. Da, yeah, I, I yeah. mean, Dad always had a fantastic beard, and so it, it that's that's where I get it from. But the you, operative I word is had had. Yeah. You've lost yeah. half of it. I don't know why you've you've decided to go with the goatee, the goatee look. Well, uh, when it started turning white, I just thought all that white I basically disappeared and people didn't see me. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh That's, man! <laughs> hey, I want to I want to I, I want to go back to uh, Dad. What you what you said about um, sort of backing off because. I was thinking about this in regards to to missionaries and and you know one of the things that I have appreciated about you and and our family ministry because you know I grew up in a family ministry so there's so many things that I learned during that childhood and Sam was the same way he grew up in a family ministry and now I carry those over into my own ministry with my own family mm-hmm. and one of the things that I probably most appreciated and that I've recognized is um, unfortunately somewhat of a rarity in in ministry in general is a perseverance to push through and past all of the difficult situations and the things that we're faced with. You know, when when Melissa and I got to the mission field, I mean, we we essentially were kind of like, we're not going to back down. We're not going to leave. We're not going to like God called us to this and we know this. And so, um, whatever we can do, no matter the situation, um, you know, we're really going to work at at staying here and making Mm -hmm. this work in light of the difficult situations. And that's not to say that there's never a reason that, that missionaries should, should have to go home. But this idea of deciding that I can't do what I've been faced with, um, and that's the reason that we leave. How in the in the years, because I feel like this has been something that I've learned from you of perseverance in the face of great obstacle and not backing down, like you're saying, when you feel anxiety or stress or like you're not enough and you can't do it. How, where did that perseverance for you uh, originate? What's the you know genesis of that, you think? Well, actually, uh, I've had perseverance pretty much all my life uh, I, I but i but i need to i want to make a distinction in just a moment uh because it changed okay mm-hmm. the uh when i was when i was a kid got my first bicycle probably you know six years old i think i persevered to ride that bike they didn't have training wheels back then mm-hmm. and i'd get on that bike and i would fall off. I got scratched up. I was bleeding. I was hurting, whatever, but I would get back on that bike because my ambition, I had, Mm. I had so much wanted that bicycle and to ride a bicycle, I would not quit. So I've kind of always had that pushing through, uh, Mm. difficulty and hard time. Mm. But what happened is that, uh, we, we can, we can have successes like that out of our own ability and own strength. And then we believe that, that, uh, we expect then more of ourselves as time goes on. And when I got into the ministry, I was 
didn't realize until later on that I was relating to how well I did something as uh, to how much God loved me. Mm. And mm. it became it became a a fact that when I uh, uh, was a first evangelist and then we planted our first church and pastored uh, for years, well, I I gave everything I had to the ministry. And I thought it was for the sake of the ministry, but hidden within that was this need to feel accepted and loved by God. And mm. and I knew God loved me, but mm. there was this thing that I thought that uh, what God expected of me and that if I didn't live up to that, he didn't love me as much. Mm. So I, mm. I did not have a correct understanding of the love of God for me, I could tell you all day long. It doesn't wow. matter what you've done or who you are, but I would tell anybody, God loves you, and there's no doubt, and mm. and uh, nothing can separate you from the love of God. But I seem to have a different standard for myself. Mm. Wow. Because I had certain goals and certain things that I believed that I was to achieve and to be as a pastor and so forth, but mm. every time that it seemed like that I'd reached the bar, I'd find some flaw in it. I would find something that I could have or should have done better. And sometimes I don't even know if I was right in that, but I had this sense that I still it still wasn't enough. And I pushed myself so much that I actually uh, hit a time of depression. And mm. I didn't know that would happen to me. I'd already been always been a, a positive person and 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 driven and so forth. And and I had we had Great success in our our first church, uh, uh, and and God was doing mighty things, but it seemed like the more success we had, the more demand or ex- expectations I had upon myself, mm. and it and it seemed like then it was even harder for me to reach that bar because to whom much is given, much is required, right? Right, and so. Uh, but what happened then I kept, uh, revealing more and more how weak and, and how inadequate I was because the demands were greater and now, and so the greater the demand, it makes your weaknesses seem greater. Mm-hmm. And, and when you know yourself, you know that you should have prayed more, for instance, I, I should have prayed more. Oh, I should have, I should have studied more. I, I, sh- I should have. I could have prayed longer. I, sh- I should have cried out to God. I should have been on my face more. I should have, uh, right. oh, I sh- all these I should have, all yeah. these I should have uh, or, or whatever. Well, it, it came crashing in on me, and uh, uh, it was not a good time. But through that time to where my weaknesses so came to where that I, I had to accept some things about my understanding of God's love that I didn't get before. Mm. But through that, God taught me some things. And I I changed my ambition. My ambition was not to impress him with what I've done so he'd say, well done, good and faithful servant. My 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 ambition became it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives within me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who gave himself for me. But mm-hmm. I had to be crucified. He said, I am crucified with Christ before he said that. You see, as, as, as long as I wasn't 
crucified, then I couldn't accept uh, what Christ is, the resource that he is, and the power he is in my life. And and, and the Lord told me I, I, to do uh, two things. He said, don't expect any more of you than I expect of you, than I expect mm. of you. Because mm. the word says he remembers that we're but flesh. And mm. don't expect less of me than I expect of me. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I was I was really uh, uh, expecting less of God's love when you, when you think about it because mm-hmm. that I thought it had to do with my performance, mm-hmm. and I so wanted to please Him. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm just processing this as you're saying. I mean, you've in the last you know two and a half three minutes you've covered some incredible stuff, and um, so basically what we're talking about, and, and to put this in just. From some of the other missionaries that I've talked to, the decrease part feels easy mm-hmm. because we re- we it's our inadequacies are plain as day, and the and the missionaries that that don't admit their inadequacies, especially initially when they're coming in, look very foolish and look very prideful walking around saying they got a handle on all this, and really they're just offending people left and right. And so it's it, for most missionaries, it's really easy to to be like. The decrease part, yeah, I don't, I don't have it. I don't, uh, I don't have uh-huh. it all figured out. Uh, uh-huh. And then the the increase came for you, and you're talking about you had to be crucified, and and yes. ultimately you're saying you had to recognize your dependence upon your heavenly Father for those gaps. Now that next step that I'm hearing here is that you were still putting so much pressure on yourself, you were expecting so much from yourself that it was even more than what your heavenly father was saying in, in a sense that you were expecting it was resting on your shoulders and not mm-hmm. on your heavenly father's shoulders. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. And you know, uh, I Sam, I had an experience that one time I went to the, th- there was a place out in a, in the woods that I'd go and and pray, uh, at, at times as, as a pastor. And, uh, and I went out to this place to pray. And it was one of those times where the prayer wouldn't even get a top, above the top of my head. And you mm. know what the, that feels like. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just not yeah. connecting with God. And I'm about ready to give up. And because I'd, I'd always had the presence of God meet me there at this particular spot many times. But this time, it was just nothing happening. And and I was about ready to quit. And then suddenly, I, the Lord speak to my spirit. And he said, he said, I like you, Johnny Lowrance. Mm. And I kind of did a double take. I said, you like me? And he said, yes. He said, you you could have been seeking anybody else today, but you came out here to seek me. I like that. You you could have been anywhere else but out here in, in these woods and having to hike out here to find me. You could have been in someplace more comfortable, but you came out here to find me. I like that. The things, mm. the needs that you came to bring to me, you, you believe I can meet those needs, and you came to, to seek me for those things and to hear from me. I like that. And then I realized as he was telling me that my issue wasn't about the love of God at that time. It was that I thought God didn't like me. I believed he loved me, Mm. but it was because I wasn't liking myself. Mm. I didn't like the way I did this, or I didn't like the way I should have done this, or I could, and all those things. So God uh, brought me even further into a realization of how he looks at me. Mm. And mm. and then that helped me to 
correctly look at my weaknesses. I had looked at my weaknesses in a wrong way. I had looked at my weaknesses like an enemy. Hmm. I had looked at my weaknesses as though that I just want to get rid of them. But isn't that what Paul did? He mm-hmm. he sought the Lord three times to uh, to God would take that infirmity. But boy, he learned something really important. You remember what Jesus said. He said, in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. Mm. And then Paul mm. goes on, boy, did he flip. He yeah. said, man, then I glory in my infirmities. Right. And I, mm. uh, boy, I had to think about that, that, that you mean I actually find the glory of God and thank God for my weaknesses? Why? Because that's where the power of God is made perfect. It's not us to be made perfect. It's the power right. of God in us to be made perfect. And mm-hmm. so we we have misappropriated weakness, and there's a scripture that says, uh, uh, Paul said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. And sometimes I've just imagined the grace of God just, I'm so frustrated with you, Johnny Lawrence. You won't <laughs> receive me. You won't, you know, you don't accept me. I'm just frustrated. I'm 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 here for your weaknesses. Yeah. And and you're not receiving me. I think we sort of look sometimes at our weaknesses as um almost a debit against Yes, against the yes, spirit of God yes. to the point that we we have to now out earn our weakness. Yep. In other words, we have to make up the difference, <laughs> the debit, uh, the charge against our account with God that we have to mm-hmm. make it yes. up now. So now we've got to go above and beyond. We've got to figure out different ways to bring in to somehow get our account to at least the point of evenness. And I think yes. what what you're saying, Dad, and and what Paul realized is that we will we that's a never ending quest. We will never succeed if we are working simply to to earn our way into God's grace. And mm. and Paul Paul said this too. He said um, he says that as I'm asking, he's talking about these things. Uh, God, please take these things. And we don't know what Paul was struggling with, but he says, God, take, you know, take these things away, take these things away. And he's asked God so many times to take these weaknesses away. And each time it says, God responded, my grace is all you need. Mm -hmm. And he said, my power works best in weakness. And so if God's Mm -hmm. power is greatest in my weakness, then, then my issues should not be, and my, my efforts should not be spent on driving away the very thing that enables God's power to work in me so strongly. Mm. Yes. Yes, exactly. And so and so this is really about embracing that weakness. It doesn't mean that you're in love with the weakness and that you aren't trying to grow past certain weaknesses, but we will never sure. be free of all weaknesses while right. we are here on the right. earth. Yeah, God's grace, this is what you're going to say, God's grace is that golden deposit that always covers up our deficit. It's always there right. in our account. It's always so there is no deficit and we got to stop looking at it that way. And cuz we can get we can get caught in that cycle of, you know, man, things were going great and then I I I messed up and now I've lost it all. I've blown it all. And maybe mm-hmm. after another month of discipline mm-hmm. and really focusing on God, I'm going to be back to where I was. And yes. We yes. missed the point when we do that. A couple of things here is that 
I, I found out also uh, there's two ways that 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 people wear their weaknesses. They either it's a burden mm-hmm. or they wear it as a badge. Mm. There's there's sometimes when you can't seem they can't seem to come overcome their weaknesses they begin to wear it as a badge because it feels spiritual mm. to say well I can do nothing without God and that's true I can do nothing apart from God mm-hmm. Jesus said you know I can do nothing apart from the from the Father but what's happening they live there instead of understanding that this is the place to release God's power through me. Oh, it, it they it's it's used as an excuse for not pursuing. It's used as an excuse for not doing. Then others wear it as a as a burden mm-hmm. that and they just won't get rid of it. And so they're so focused on it, they're spending instead of spending valuable time on doing things, they're spending valuable time on fighting their weakness. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's it's how we look at weakness. Whereas if we would look at it like Paul looked at it. That hey, this is the place where I find His power. This is the where the glory is, and I, and if I can tell you how that I appropriate that, because it's not just saying that well God can do that, but maybe just some practical uh, uh, help here, if I may. Yeah, actually, I was gonna, I was thinking about that as, as you were just speaking. I was like, how how do we boil this down into? Um, yes. w- when I wake up in the morning, the anxiety that That's I feel, the yeah, the the, the, yeah. the deficit of my weakness that I carry with me, um, how do we daily, minute by minute or day by day, week by week, how do we, how do we, I guess, overcome that or, or, or reach a healthy, uh, relationship with that weakness and God's grace? Yes. Paul taught Timothy that it, it, you know, the word of God is given for, uh, you know, for doctrine, for for instruction, reproof, you know, correction, all those things. But it's so that it, we it makes us the the workman and the minister that that uh, that we can be. So mm-hmm. first of all, it doesn't come. Uh, most people think, man, if I just had more experience. Well, I know people have had a lot of experience, and they still fighting weaknesses all, all the right. time. They're sure. dealing with their weaknesses. So it's first of all, it's got to come from the truth of God's word. So here's how I appropriate. Uh, that and I've learned it. I even had to appropriate it before we did this podcast hmm. because today we had some unexpected difficulties happen, and I uh, hmm. had even uh, thought I'd have a little rest time before we did the podcast because uh, of that time, and did not get to have that. And I'm over here thinking, God, I I, I don't. Boy, in my body, my mind right now, <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. But I thought about how many times that when we were traveling and I was, we were doing revivals, son, and I'd just driven our bus for 14, 16 hours, yeah. and then and, and wow. we've got to start uh, services and, and hold Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Monday through Friday yeah. and preach wow. revivals and pray for people and yeah. prayer lines many, and whatever. Many, many and I'm times thinking, with bus oil, uh, bus oil in, in the creases bus, of our fingers because we broke that's down That's exactly the way there. right. Yeah. So, uh, Here's here's what I learned because I didn't feel adequate. I didn't feel up to it. And I would be, before I, I walk into the auditorium, I'd be behind a closed door and say, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this tonight. Mm-hmm. God, I don't mm. know. But here's what I would pray. And I would remind myself of the word. And I would also not deny my weaknesses. Mm. I would say, Father, I present my body to you as a living sacrifice, 
to prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will. My body may be tired. My mind may be tired, but it's yours to work with. Mm. And I thank you, mm. Lord, that if your spirit can raise Christ from the dead, you can raise me from this tiredness. Mm-hmm. And I, I cast my weaknesses. I cast all my inadequacies, my sense of inadequacy. I cast that fear that maybe I didn't pray enough or study enough, not ready enough. I cast, I cast my tiredness. I cast my fears all on your mercies because your mercies endure forever. And I ask out of your mercy that you grace me now with the anointing and unction of your Holy Spirit to speak as the oracles of God without stumbling around for words, and that you would lead me by your Spirit, bring to my remembrance those things, show me the things to come, manifest your gifts in me, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, that your Holy Spirit is with me now, and I begin then to thank him for what I have Mm. in the power of God. Amen. For years of my life now, he has never failed. I still pray those things before I minister, before I do what God has called me to do, but I cast them over to his mercy and out of his mercy, pray that he grace me with what I need, Mm. and he does not fail to do that. Mm. Amen. He loves our dependency on him. That's good. I so identify with, with that, and I think what I hear at the core of your prayer is that it starts our conversation or our day, our week, or even the moment that we need to, for lack of a better word, perform. We need to minister. We need to pour out versus pour in. So you're talking about Mm. that prayer precedes a pouring out uh, moment Mm -hmm. for you. Yes. And we have many of those as a missionary we wake up every day in in some cases and we have to pour out emotionally or spiritually or or physically even and what precedes that in that prayer what's at the heart of that prayer to me is coming to god in complete transparency about your vulnerability uh, yes. and, and, or about your weakness and being vulnerable with him and just the the peace that um that comes after releasing that to God and saying, this is my deficiency. This mm-hmm. is the area where I need your strength. I need that perfect power to work through me in relationship with this thing or these things or these these qualities or where I feel I'm falling short. And just that level of transparency that we attain with God in a moment brings us face to face with his, his love and his compassion. Yeah. What yes. I hear is it releases God to work because if we're not doing that, yes. then that means mm-hmm. there's a barrier between mm-hmm. us and God, right? And mm. and and mm-hmm. so we're placing a barrier of pride or or mm-hmm. fear of how we're going to appear, and we carry that into right. our relationship mm-hmm. with God. And 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 so I, I just hear from you that there's a, a, a that it first starts with a complete transparency with God, a moment of vulnerability. And then, and then, uh, and then, in turn, God releases. Sam, what does that what does that feel like? You know, for you as you're you're hearing this in your situation, where physically every day I feel like I'm hearing another story of you having to pour out. And like, how do we do this? You're facing right now. You're facing a huge project. You mm-hmm. know, where you've got to do things that you have never done before. 
Right. And admittedly is not in my skill set at all. Um, but, uh, I, I think for, for me, the big thing that my big takeaway, I've got, I've got a few, one that's one that I think is beneficial. The other one that I think is just going to be interesting. Uh, but the beneficial one, uh, is what you summed up is that on a daily basis, I have to admit my inadequacies and then I have to commit them to God. And then I have to ask for his help and praise him for the fact that we are going to go through this. And then I have to take action. You know, for me, the biggest breakthroughs yes. that we've had that we've had in ministry have come with question marks and no knowledge as we go into it. Now, the committing happened first. It was a committing of God. I've got this plan today, but whatever you want, I want your plan. I trust you with it. Just mm. direct and disturb and mess up my day. And inevitably, uh, I that always get that answer always gets met, but it always challenged me. There was always that time where my schedule would get messed up and my day would get messed up, or the water would go out, or something yes. would happen that would totally uh -huh. frustrate me to the core, and it uh -huh. would have to take me back to that prayer and realize, oh wait, God's using this, God's working through this, and then there would be a breakthrough. That that problem with the water would lead me to go somewhere that I had to pick somebody up, and that led to another relationship mm. that connected me to an open door and an unreached community. You know those mm -hmm. types of connections. But you know, uh, Jonathan, I was just reminded as as your dad was sharing today for um, this upcoming project that you're referring to is is we're we're going to start building the Tana Mission Center, and we're going to start a pretty large scale construction project on an island where there's no re none of those resources available. Everything has to be shipped in. Uh, we have to, you know, yeah. locate the skilled builders and all these things. And I'm just reminded, man, not number one. I know this is what God has called us to do in this season. This is a part of what God has called us to do. So He has, He He is equipping me, and He has equipped me for this task. I'm not gonna not gonna yes. drown, uh, even though yes. I feel like I'm drowning mm -hmm. uh, because. And and the times that I feel like I'm drowning, I realize that I'm depending upon myself. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. and, and, uh -huh. and it's a good reset. But there was one there was one other thing I wanted to go back to. You talked about an analogy where you were riding your bicycle, uh, and uh, one of my takeaways, Jonathan might edit this out, but one of my takeaways is that <laughs> uh, training wheels are for sissies. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but 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 I but I think I, I think there's there's a certain truth to that too in the sense that as long as we take action and we're moving forward with that with that covering of God it's going to be messy it's going to be it's not going to look like we planned it or even fall within the neat categorized organized boxes of my day which <laughs> yes <laughs> never yes. happens uh, but right. uh, God is going to move forward his plan and his purpose through us as long as we are taking that time, like you talked about at the beginning, to just commit it and surrender and trust him as we move forward. Yeah. Yes. And and uh, my, just on top of that, uh, because that is a, a perseverance of a soldier. When you have mm. an assignment from God, you need to approach it as though you're a soldier. That's he good. told Timothy, he said, he said, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus mm. Christ. And even in the book of Joel where uh, the prophecy said, and he said, let the weak say, I am strong. And you read that in context there. Uh, God is telling prepare for war. Mm. And in other words, you have a cause here. 
and you're going to defeat the enemy, and you're even going to take things back that the enemy stole, basically. But you've got to th- you've got to do it like a warrior. In other words, has God called you to something? Then get in there, pull your bootstraps up by faith, and let the mm. weak say, I am strong. Not because it's your strength, but I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. And do it Amen. with God, not for God. Jesus said, I work, and my Father works hitherto. And and so uh, what uh, he said, with God, all things are possible. And he didn't say for God, all things are possible. He said, with God, all things are possible. And what I found out is that we're to work with the Father just like Jesus worked with the Father. Mm-hmm. He said, my mm-hmm. Father works, and I work hitherto. And that helps me not feel alone. And it also, when I partner with him, and that's why he sent the Holy Spirit, he's going to come alongside you. And he's going to empower you and help you. We have, praise God, the Holy Spirit. We have something the world doesn't have. We have an exceptional help Mm. in the help of God's Holy Spirit to help us do the calling we've called to. Amen. That's awesome. You know, as as I think we begin to, to wrap up this conversation, and man, this is something I feel like it touches so many areas of our life because we wake up with this every day. Like this feeling that yes. we're talking about, um, the stress that we carry to succeed um, at enormous, almost Im- uh, impossible tasks in some situation. Like, right. you know, S- Sam, your task of building a tan emission center, it- it's something that on paper, though, still, even though it's difficult and something that you have to learn at, it's a- it it's still possible but we're also on top of that. You're you're doing that, but you're also on top of that, trying to reach people with the message of Jesus Christ, which in very dark places like we're in, is is one of the most impossible tasks, like in in the eyes right. of men. And so right. and so all of these things compound on top of each other to make us feel this huge weight that we carry. Mm-hmm. Of and so. I think what I hear in this whole conversation, Dad, is is what is the reaction that we get from that weight that we feel? Mm. And two two things that I hear is one is we run from it, right? Because we're so anxious mm-hmm. to get that weight off of our shoulders because it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable that we that we're ready to run from our calling run from our situation. We want to get out of the most the uncomfortable situation as quickly as possible. Or right. we embrace it, we lean into it, and we use it as a a driving force to move us deeper into our faith with with God, to move us into a, a greater maturity of our faith. Yes. And that's what I hear you saying through all of this. And to me, that's the genesis, that's the origin of of your perseverance. Is what mm. what was your reaction to the weight? Yes. And and I think at different points in our life we've all run from it. Sure. Like there mm-hmm. there isn't there isn't like we we chose this or we chose that. I think there's been times in my life where I have run from that weight and you were talking earlier about a time in your life where you feel like you were you were uh had an uncomfortable relationship with that that um that burden. Mm-hmm. But now you've come to a place where where I, I love the fact that dad now when I see you and the transformation that you've gone over the course of your life you you're no longer fear the weight of it like you, you your relationship is so right. changed with it um that mm-hmm. you you no longer have to make the decision do i run is it fight or flight yeah it's ingrained in you now that 
mm-hmm. you you always fight with it, right? Yes, yes. I found that the the grease of grace rather than a struggle that's hard mm-hmm. to get somewhere. I've mm. also gotten comfortable with the love of God in spite of my shortcomings and failures. I receive His His love and. And I'm grateful for for those things, things that I'm still learning and will always uh, learn. It's an unsearchable love. But all these things uh, add up to the fact that uh, I found out that faith, living by faith and doing what we do, which is supposed to be by faith, mm-hmm. it's more about what we are willing to let go of than it is what we're willing to get, want to get a hold of. Mm. Mm. And because it's even like David going against this Goliath. Do you realize the the faith? You, people just talk about his faith to go fight Goliath. He had to overcome the criticism of his brothers. Mm-hmm. He had to o- o- over overcome uh, uh, and do away with Saul's armor. Deal with that choice and that issue, and let go of, let go of that. He had he had to deal with uh, Goliath's own threats against him mm-hmm. and he had to he had by faith let go of that mm-hmm. and so all those things would have make him quit not do it or be fearful mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. by faith mm. knowing god was with him he was able to meet his giant mm. yeah that's really good man this is uh this is so invaluable <laughs> man i feel like mm-hmm. i feel like this is something that dad you and i've talked about a lot sam and i we've talked about this this uh, constant relationship. This is uh, with, with our with our uh, burdens that we carry and anxiety and and how we process these things. Yes. Having a healthy process mm-hmm. in, in regards to obstacles and things that we face, whether mm-hmm. external from other people or internal. And you you said something about you know these things we we're we're constantly telling people about the love of God, um, but we have struggled to take that knowledge and internalize it for ourselves. And, and it has become our, our, this thing that we teach, but, but are we living it? Um, are we living mm. with the true understanding of God's grace and, and realize right. how it works for us? Um, and this is something that, that man, God, God's been teaching me so much over the past few months, even just in this area. And uh, mm. as I have faced larger obstacles and larger ministry burdens myself. And so this is to me, I think this is invaluable for, for our missionary guys, and uh, for those of you that that are that are listening out there, that are facing situations where you feel uh, anxious, overwhelmed, where you feel stressed out, um, where you feel underqualified or unqualified, for those of you that are feeling that right now, um, you know, Dad, just what would you say to that that person right now that is hanging on by a thread? Because you have been there in your life where you have been hanging sure. on. What would you say to them? I, I would say that remember that faith works by love. And if your faith isn't working, it's tied to love, understanding the love of God. Mm. Perfect mm. love cast out all fear. And I would say, God, I need a, a greater revelation of your love because what I have is a revelation of me. Mm. And I, I need the revelation of you. Wow. And what will happen is that, God, uh, you know, am I doing what you've called me to do? Mm-hmm. then you haven't called me. You've given me that gift or that assignment according to my abilities. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm ready to put this ability to work, but I've been afraid of what you think of me. That was, mm-hmm. that was the error of it. So God, help me to release that fear because 
the proof is you loved me even while I was yet in sin Mm -hmm. when you died for me. Mm -hmm. And you've just got to process the word of God to defeat that fear. And when you do, you'll have confidence that even if you do it and you fail along the way, you don't accomplish everything you thought was supposed to be there. Right. Mm, hadn't right. separated you from the love of God. And sometimes we have even misjudged. You may be thinking that what God is expecting of you is, could be totally wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you've misjudged that. What he wants from us, he said, obedience is better than sacrifice. I was trying to live a sacrificial life as, as a minister. I would sacrifice anything for the, to please God in the ministry. And you know what? In the process, I sacrificed a lot of things he didn't ask me to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Just obey and let the Lord help you depend on the Holy Spirit. Mm. Amen. I think this has been absolutely encouraging today. I know uh, for me— it was a huge reminder to kind of take the pressure off myself and put it back on God. I know we've heard that phrase before, mm-hmm. but when you couple that with the understanding of God's love and allowing that understanding to come into your life, and even admitting, I don't truly understand grace or I don't truly understand God's love in my life, I believe, I believe guys, that we can have a deeper, not only satisfaction in our ministry— mm-hmm but a deeper faith that we're going to see God move in a mighty way. I think what we're talking about today is not only just emotional health, but overall effectiveness in ministry. That's good. And I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. I yes. think, Jonathan, I think this, this is absolutely something that is integral in every ministry, but really with missionaries, I mean, we are on that inadequacy forefront, like I described. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, yes. and, yeah. and, and yes. coming to terms with that and laying that healthy foundation is going to sustain us, going to help us not draw back, but push forward and allow God to increase. And I'm so thankful for this today. This was great. Yes. Yeah. Dad, Praise man, God. we, we you know, of course, I love you and appreciate you. And I think all of our guys, now that they have been inter- introduced to you, will love and appreciate what you have brought to us today and, and this incredible source of wisdom. Yes. And I have to say, yeah. in spite of that, he's going to still love and appreciate me more. Uh, well, mm. Mm. That remains mm. to be seen. We're gonna maybe he just acknowledged it. He, that was a yes. That was that. Mm. I didn't. That was a, that was a no. 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 That was a, that was a Pentecostal was a, yes. No. That, that was affirmation. That was a Pentecostal yes. No, I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he's done his choosing yet. Well, maybe we'll do that after the podcast. Um, okay. Or maybe okay. maybe I'll just talk to him in private first. Um, <laughs> See how that works. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, and I've I've moved in uh, on your dad here because your dad is is working with us and we're working with him at at ICA Tokyo. So um, that's right. We've yeah. done a little bit of a, a flip flop. That's true. <laughs> but dad, I think I think um, all of our guys are going to get so much from this, and so we want to thank you for for taking the time, yeah. even on a day where you, you've had a fight. And I think that that was used as an example. Yep. And to us younger ministers that are, you know, at the more of the forefront of our ministry um, and and at the beginning of of our missionary Mm -hmm. journey, that's a lesson to us of persevering uh, even in the small situations or in the day, uh, the day in, day out situations. And and so we want to thank you just for for being willing Mm -hmm. to take your time and and come and pour into us this uh, today. Thank you so much. uh, We so appreciate you and, and love Love you for um, all of your 
uh, perseverance and years of ministry, and and um, they they are the greatest example, I think, to us. Um, your life has been uh, the greatest example to me beyond just what you say. And so mm. this is a lesson that that I don't just hear from your your mouth as you're speaking it, but I, I see you living it. And so um, yeah, because of that, awesome. it resonates right. with me even greater because I see it played out um, in, in your own life. And and so anyway, so we yeah. will, man, well, I, <laughs> I feel like we're going to have to have you back for a part two um, because I, I, there's so many things actually, I feel like that this branches into for our guys, but for those of you, those guys out there that are mm-hmm. missionaries serving in your countries, facing incredible obstacles, we just want you to know that uh, you are being prayed for. You are appreciated. Yes. Uh, God sees you yes. Uh, yes. when no one else sees you. He sees. Uh, yep. He sees all of your weaknesses, uh, but he also is yes. very aware of what you are capable of, and he has not called you to something that he hasn't given you the ability to handle. And that's what I hear uh, uh, prevailing today. And so, uh, guys, as always, um, we'll say uh, goodbye, but also stay legendary. Be legendary. And we know that you can go out and conquer this day, this week, and, and what God is calling you to do in your life. So, thanks for inviting me. If I may just yeah, say, I didn't absolutely. mean to step over you, but I wanted a chance to say uh, how I've thoroughly enjoyed with my sons and uh, <laughs> hear that and, uh, with my well, bearded ones. I, there was a break. There was a break in the in the in the audio. I thought you said sons. That was weird. Uh, yeah. uh, well, uh, uh, it, it was. It's been wonderful. Okay, and uh, and I do pray pray for all of you and for those who are listening. Thank you, but. Really, thank you, thank you. So it's been an honor to be with you guys. Yeah, thank you. Enjoyed God for having you. Doing. And guys, and guys, don't forget, training wheels are for sissies. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> be legendary, guys. Love you. All right, bye.